Have you struggled with building networking relationships? Today, we're talking about how to best network with others and how you can build an effective team. Mark shares that networking is just about creating the right mindset and building relationships. So please stick around and enjoy the show. Welcome to another episode of Coffee with Tea. I'm your host, Tanya Tyler, and I'm excited because I'm going to be talking to Mr. Mark Hirschberg, and we're going to be talking about networking and building your relationship, and, and how does that look like as you build your effective team. And so without further ado, I'd like to bring on Mr. Mark Hirschberg. Welcome to the show, sir. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to be here today. It's a pleasure to talk to you, sir. Looking forward to this conversation because I know we're... we're uh, um, you are an MIT grad, so I know you got a wealth of knowledge to drop on us. And so without further ado, I'd like to bring on some more information about who you are, what you do, and how you're dealing with this whole COVID-19 thing. Sure. After leaving MIT, I started my career doing tech startups. This was back during the dot-com era. But very quickly, I noticed the bigger challenges were not technological. It wasn't, okay, how do we figure out how to write the software? It was the people management and getting the right people, having the right conversations at the right time, that was really challenging. And I started to focus my own development on trying to figure out these these problems and how we answer them. In my own career, I moved up, I became a startup executive. I've been an executive at a number of different startups. I've also helped some Fortune 500s play startup. I helped uh, Sears launch a business unit and NBC launch a business unit that spun out and became Hulu. But then I've also had a kind of secondary path in academia. I helped start a class at HBS teaching finance to their students. And then I started a class at MIT along with some other people where we're teaching these skills, leadership, networking, negotiations, communications, all the skills we know are important. People tell us, well, yeah, you have to build a network, you have to be a leader, but no one sat down to teach it to us. So we started teaching this to our students. And after teaching there for two decades, I wound up taking it all and putting it together into a book, The Career Toolkit, Essential Skills for Success That No One Taught You. So we're going to talk about some of those skills today. Right. I'm excited. Like I said, I'm, I'm a new, um, well, I, I'm not new to entrepreneurship, but <laughs> I'm always new into some something new that I can learn. So I'm always when we talked about you can talk about building your relationship and the importance of networking. What's some of the golden nuggets that you think people for, are missing from the uh, aspect of networking? Networking, the most important thing, it's about creating the right mindset. Too many people think of networking as either, oh, hey, nice to meet you. Let me get your business card. Here's my card. OK, great. Oh, we'll connect on LinkedIn. We've networked. Right. And you think of it transactionally. Or they think of it as just scary and intimidating and, oh, I don't want to network. I want to talk to people. But really, networking is just about having relationships. If you've ever had a friend, you know how to network. Now, not everyone in your network needs to be your friend. 
They can be professional relationships, but that's really all there is to it. It's about building a relationship with someone, just talking to them, getting to know them. You don't have to do it in a room of a thousand people where you're getting lots of business cards. It's often done, even better done, one-on-one, just getting to know someone. Tell me a little about you. What are your needs? What can I do to help you? And of course, like Rome, relationships aren't built in a day. Don't think about, okay, I've got five minutes to network with you. I think of it as I have five minutes to start to get to know you and open the door for a future ongoing relationship. And when you have this mentality, we just say, I just want to get to know you. And then we build it over time. Now you've built a solid relationship, someone you can go back to years down the line, as opposed to someone who you met once, got a business card, and three years later you say, hey, remember me, now can you help me out? Right. So, yeah, you, I mean, like you said, I, I know a lot of people are like networking. It's just not for me. And But I used to be like that, too, because I used to be the one to go in the room and I'm thinking, well, if I didn't come out with a business, you know, we didn't, weren't talking business, that it was a failure. So, like I said, I was asking a little bit like, how do you um, what what's some of the key aspects that you think people are missing when they do go? in? I mean, like you said, because it's a relationship. So you're not trying to be their best friend, but there's a way that you can professionally network with somebody and get to grow the relationship. How is that? So the other kind of key insight to networking is remembering that this takes time. There's a great book specifically on networking uh, called Dig Your Well Before You're Thirsty by a guy named Harvey Mackey. And that really, that title encapsulates it for me because most people think I need a job, I have to start networking or I need a supplier, I have to start networking. And if that's your mentality, it, it's two years too late. The people who introduce me to suppliers and partners, the people who get me jobs, are people I met three years ago, five years ago. And I wasn't looking for the job today, five years ago. I was just meeting them. But we built that relationship over time. So don't go in thinking, I need X, and let me talk to you. Can you give me X? No. Done with you. Move on to the next person. <laughs> Think about, hey, it's great to meet you. And I hope over the next 10 years, we can build this great relationship where we help each other. One way to start is thinking about how can I help you? Mm. Whenever I meet someone, I always think about what can I do to help you? Now, it doesn't mean I'm going to introduce you to the top CEOs I know or write you a check for $100,000, but still, maybe there's something, and that can be anything. It could be maybe you're looking for a job. Maybe you're looking for certain customers, suppliers, partners, trying to hire. Could even be you're thinking of going on vacation somewhere when COVID is over. And when that happens, you're thinking, you know, I've never been to Paris before. I wish I knew what to do or, you know, places to go or off the beaten path. Well, I know some people in Paris. I can get you some recommendations. And that's how I can help you. And if you go in with a mentality of how can I help others, I think of networking as karmic. If I help you, you're more likely to want to help me in the future. Now, I don't keep score. I don't say, hey, remember I gave you that Paris tip? You owe me. I just think I'll help you. And if I keep helping you, eventually you're going to say, when Mark asks for a favor, he's been so helpful to me, I really want to help him back. Right, right. Yeah, I, that's a, what it's like, the law of reciprocity. Reciprocity, yep. Reciprocity. I knew I was going to mess that word up. <laughs> but you knew what I meant. <laughs> so it's like, 
like you said, I think you touched on it. It's like, don't go in there and check in marks. Well, I gave him this and I gave him this and I gave him this. He owes me something because then you're missing the mark again on the networking side of it. And I and I want to say, I want to shout out to Mr. Mark Barnes. He taught me that, remember, you're not networking to the room. You're networking through the room. Is that a key aspect that a lot of people don't get? It is about the one-on-one -on -one relationships. Whether the room has a thousand people or one person, you are right now meeting one person, you're building a relationship with one person, or maybe it's two if you're in a little group, but that's it. The rest of the people in the room don't matter. Now the one, maybe one caveat, this is more advanced technique. When you're up in front of the room, you're doing some of that. When I'm teaching my students, I am building my relationship with them in, in some way, because I am hopefully delivering some value. And they're saying, wow, that Mark is a really interesting person. I want to get to know him. Now we haven't built the relationship, but I have signaled I am someone they probably want to meet and get to know, hopefully. Or maybe I said, this guy's boring. <laughs> Next, he's, he's <laughs> off my list. But, but mostly we're dealing with one-to-one -one relationships and that's how you have to think about it. Don't think about, I'm gonna get everyone in the room to want me. You can, you can signal that you're someone they should want to get to know, but those relationships are built one-on-one. -on -one. Right, right. And I, I, what I was saying is, and I, I don't know if I clarified it, it's not, it's not, I think this is what helped me take it to a deeper level, is say, some, say you and I are meeting right now, and I say, oh, you know, Mark, I'm looking for somebody who can do website, whatever. And you're like, okay, well, you know, Tanya, I I'd love to help you right now. Um, I can give you a great deal or a great person to connect with. I was like, okay, now remind you, I go back and I go tell my friends like, you know what, Mark gave me a great, re you know, referral for the website. So it's not like you just connected with me, you connected with all the people that I associate with, because you got to remember, it's just not that one person, it's the connections of the people that I have. And I'm not saying that you go out to strategically just try and say, well, I'm trying to get all the Mark's connections. But I think sometimes we get we get so hung up or I'll say, well, she couldn't help me right now, but you forget, I have friends who might need you, <laughs> you know? Is that a, a key aspect that we, we miss? The value that you bring is everyone in your network. And this is something I see often, I get it with my students in college and also with junior people who I mentor and manage in the companies. They say, you know, I'm just a college student or I'm only 25. I don't have a lot to offer. And that is completely wrong. You have two things to offer. The first you hit upon, which is you have your network. And everyone, if, if you feel I'm not that social, I don't know that many people, you have your family, you have your close friends, you might have people in, for example, your religious groups or your hobbies. There are definitely people in your network and they are valuable to someone. So we all have something to deliver. The second aspect College students especially, but this is even true of if you're in your company, college students say, well, you know, what do I have to offer? I'm a lowly college student. Access to other college students is actually really valuable. We take that for granted because, well, we're surrounded by college students. Of course, I can find other college students. They're all around me. But to some company hundreds of miles away saying we need an intern, how do we get college students to apply? The best they can do is post a job, hope they apply. But if they know you, they can say, listen, here's a job. Do you know anyone who might be good for this? And now you can direct very specific people. Likewise, people in your company have very specific skills and someone might say, I'd love to talk to that person, your company as a whole, or this particular person for help. So we all have value and it comes specifically from our network 
and who we know. I love that. Thank you for clarifying that and expanding upon it. And this is where I like to tell everybody, if you're getting all the nuggets that Mark is dropping and you're picking them up left and right, you know, hey, give us a thumbs up. Let us know. Give us a comment below. Say, you know, maybe some follow up questions I can follow up and give some more in-depth conversation on, on it. So without going too much into the whole network thing, I think we, we, we talked about that. It was like, how do you turn that network into um I guess your team, you know, like looking at people that maybe that you can build and, and, and expand upon as a team going forward. One thing to keep in mind, especially for entrepreneurs, a lot falls upon their shoulders. You're running the company, your business, you're thinking about 24 seven. And so probably you are thinking about networking and building those relationships. The other people on your team generally might be thinking, well, I network when I need a job but I'm happy right now. We hope they're happy at your company. So I don't need to network. And if you can build this mentality, not just in yourself, but in your whole team, now you went from one person who's networking and promoting your company to a team of three or 10 or a hundred or everyone there. So this is a skill you want to institutionalize in your whole organization. And remember, especially that People on your sales team have different networks than people on your engineering team, people on your marketing team, finance team. So they're all going to have different access to people that's going to bring in a wealth of opportunities for your business. I like that. I like that. So I, what's the one thing that you really want the audience to like take away from, from um, all that you're, you're talking about building relationships in your networks? What's the one thing you want to leave the audience with when you talk about this? For networking and for pretty much all the skills in my book, leadership, negotiations, communications, the mindset is important. And by this, I don't mean, okay, you've got to spend weeks training up and figuring out how to do this. The mindset is these opportunities are all around you. Networking doesn't just happen when you're at the conference in a room of a thousand people. Negotiations don't just happen when you're sitting across the table and sliding that number back and forth. Leadership doesn't just happen when you say, I have to stand up and now tell everyone the following. These opportunities are all around us. And once you shift that mindset and once you say, hey, I can lead just like there's a small leadership opportunity right here, right now, as we sit around this table or here, we're having this disagreement. I can use techniques to find a solution that's going to be good for both of us. You see these opportunities all around you. You capitalize on them, delivering more value, and you continue to build your experience in these areas. So if you can read a book like mine or many other books out there and just change your mindset to recognize these opportunities, you're going to accelerate your performance in these areas. Well, let's talk about a little bit more about your um, book. What is your book about and how can people find more information about your book? The book focuses on 10 core skills. These skills are a combination of what I have found from teaching for 20 years, from running and growing businesses, but also research done by MIT and other universities on what skills employers are looking for. These are the skills we're saying we want people with this and we're just not finding it. This applies to your small business. If you're an entrepreneur, this applies to you and your team as well. Now the first skill, is how to think about creating a career. And you can think about that from a jobs perspective of, okay, I wanna get to this title, this job in five years, 10, 20 years. How do you create a plan to get there instead of just saying, well, hopefully I'll wind up there. 
But if you're an entrepreneur, okay, your job is set, you still might say there are certain skill sets I want to develop. And we talk about some of the tools there that can apply, even if you're not changing job titles. Then we move on. The rest of that section has working effectively. This is things like understanding corporate culture, learning how to manage your manager, corporate politics that unfortunately permeates. And it's not necessarily a bad thing, but it can be used badly or can cause problems. And then the third section is on hiring, specifically how to hire. This is a skill where we've all learned, okay, here's how I interview as a candidate. Most of us have never received any training on how I should hire other people. And every manager will tell you hiring the right people is so important, but we don't train people for it. The second section is on leadership and management. And again, these are skills that aren't just for people with leadership or management titles. They are fundamental skills any of us and all of us can use no matter where we are in the hierarchy. And then the third section are basic skills, communication, negotiation, networking, and ethics. And creating for yourself more skills, more strength in these areas will accelerate your career. If you're a business owner, having your whole team get stronger at these skills. If everyone at your company was just 5% more effective, 5% better at networking, what would that do to your business? So these are great skills at a company level as well as individual. Well, thank you for sharing the information. And I want to really wrap up this interview with asking where can people find more information about you, your book, your services, and, and anything else that they want to connect with? If you go to my website, thecareertoolkitbook.com, you can see where to buy the book, which is Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, and Indie Books, Indie Bound. You can also download a number of free resources that can help you in your development or help your organization instill these skills in all your employees to make them more effective. And you can also download the free app, which will help reinforce the skills that you learn in the book. Everything on the website is free, and you can go buy the book from all sorts of uh, vendors out there. Well, thank you, Mr. Mark. I, I do appreciate your sharing your wisdom, and I, I would love to just connect with you and follow up and see what, you know, if they have any questions, maybe I have some forward to you. Yes, and you can also, there's a contact form on the website, so you can contact me directly there or follow me on social media. Okay, and I want to remind everybody who tuned in that feedback is always welcome. Emails if you have any guests and show ideas. All of the, the um, sites that Mark mentioned will be posted in the comments, so make sure you check out the description below. I'm going to have everything listed down there that he has for you. And also, if you're enjoying, give us a thumbs up, and if you're enjoying the insights and you want to continue to hear some more insights, please consider hitting that subscribe button over there. And remember, take things in stride, go with the flow, and create your own path. And again, I want to say thank you, Mark, for being here, and we will see you on another episode of Coffee with Tea. Hi, everyone. This is Tanya again, popping in to say thank you for listening to today's show. Coffee with Tea interviews are always free. And if you're enjoying the wisdom and insights that are being shared, please stay and grow with us and show your financial support. You can buy us coffee or become a monthly supporter. Links are posted in the description box. 
And again, I wanted to personally say thank you for tuning in.